0: In this podcast, I will be sharing stories of transformation so you can know, witness, and understand what's possible for you too when we play together in the cosmos. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. So I love having this podcast and I love doing it my way, which is very intuitive, and spur of the moment, week by week, just whatever the vibe is. And today's guest is a perfect example of me leaning into my intuition and trusting the universe to place the people in front of me that need to be placed in front of me. So I've got Betsy Nemeth with me today, and just over the weekend, we discovered each other, and she... Posted on a friend's mutual page on Facebook, and then I did too, and then we just kind of connected in Facebook Messenger, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, like you are just a little a magical woman," and I was so excited to learn more about her and her offerings, and what really um sparked the excitement is she had a um let me reintroduce myself. Um, post on Facebook. So I'm just going to read that really quick. So you can see what activated that within me of like, okay, I want to have her here on this podcast. So her post said, I've had three brain tumor surgeries, all benign and had a near death experience with each. I've had these very intense experiences with the divine, which each time I become less human, more mystical. After my third surgery, I had to leave my corporate job. My body and brain just stopped. Executive functioning and short term memory are not reliable. It's kind of like living in Drew Barrymore's 51st Dates movie. <laughs> But always Mother Nature saved me. I spent hours watching insects and birds and flowers, just observing, then talking to them, then listening to their wisdom. My mission is to teach people to garden and connect deeply with nature, to save birds and bees and flowers and trees together in community. So after reading that, you can understand why I was like, oh my gosh, I love her. I want her on the podcast. So hello, Betsy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Vaughn, and thank you for having me here. It's such a pleasure. Yeah, I just felt like as soon as I saw you and read your words, I just felt an instant resonance, um, you know, with our soul connection. And and I just trust that and and love that. So first of all, um, I want to I just want to learn more about you and, and how you became like this mystical garden woman coming from the corporate world. And, you know, it's I, I'm a big um, believer of um our our physical experiences are all here to teach us and guide us into the next evolution of our of our soul's purpose in this lifetime. And so I just think it's so fascinating that you had three, not one, but three brain tumors and near death experiences that have led you to where you are right here right now. So just guide us through your journey and, and being here. Well, so I,
1: I always felt a connection with mother nature. I mean, even kind of as far back as I can remember, like 18 months old, my mom, taking me in Florida to uh, this park called Lake McGorry where the alligators were and was just fascinated, like fascinated with the swamp and the marsh. And um, and then we moved uh, and we lived on the lake and I would just, it was a spring fed lake and I would just swim and fish and play with snails and frogs and lizards all day. So, um, I went and I, I did, I got my degree in biology, um, and then, uh, that led me to want to study paleontology, and so then I moved on and I got a degree in geology, and, uh, I didn't use some museum work, you know, during my schooling, and a little bit, uh, after receiving my master's degree, but, um, the pay was, was not good. I went into environmental consulting. I just started in New York city. Um, I, I bought a one-way ticket from Florida with like flip-flops and jeans and like a windbreaker and was there and like, got there in August and then surprise in my life. Like, come winter. And it was so cold. I started there doing like hazardous material studies and then moved into a lot more of the natural resources, things like doing vegetation surveys, threatened and endangered species surveys, impact assessments, um, wetland mitigations, and that moved into permitting and compliance for Uh, very large scale transportation projects. So um, it was a a very high pressure job. Um, My clients were like mayor of New York City and the governor of New York. And, um, you know, the time uh, constraints were insane. It was, you know, people say like they're working a nine to five job. It was like, like a nine to midnight job. I, you know, had my first brain surgery. I guess like it's 2011, and after that, I had the experience of just being one with the divine. It's really kind of ineffable. I can't even explain it. But I was just like at one with everything. And felt like just love, peace, joy, enlightenment for all beings. Two years later, I had the next surgery and they nicked a blood vessel, which is like essentially having like a stroke or an aneurysm, Mm -hmm. a brain bleed. And then I came out of that just, I remember feeling like I was, had been an, an angel and my wings were cut off. Like I felt like these vestibular wings like hurt these like stumps, like they belonged there and they were not there anymore. Mm. Also from that lost, like I lost a lot of my memory. I lost like my phone number. I knew the name my name and date and where I was because there was a whiteboard, you know, like behind
0: the nurse. Oh my gosh. And that was with your second surgery. That was with my second surgery. How much longer was that after your first one? It was
1: two years. Okay. It was really close. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm still recovering from that surgery. Yeah. Really. I had to, like, kind of fake it at work. Like, I had to relearn, like, hundreds of environmental regulations for hundreds of my projects, like, over again. Wow. It was, like, um, try to show that, like, I was capable. Yeah, it was such a high pressure job, and I was just so scared to lose it. I didn't know what I would do how, if I lost my job. Right. Yeah. the the third The third one was like 2013, and the next one, we moved Charleston for a slower pace of life around like 2018, and then 2018 we also found that there was pineal gland tumor pressing on my brainstem, and so. I had a recovery, but again, like it was just like another triple whammy from the universe, and was like, I just went to my husband. I was like, I can't, I cannot do this. Like, my brain can't function, my body can't function. I can't, I have no more to give. Right. So I talked to my job, and kind of like one or two things were gonna either at this point I was going to get promoted because like who goes through these three experiences and like does this job or I would need to take a break and they're like Betsy we have a disability insurance program for you and I was like what and they're like yeah girl like you've needed this for a long time we just didn't understand you know we kind of worked with my clients and the company to have an exit strategy. And I left the corporate world in 2020, literally like three weeks before COVID hit. And I probably would have lost my job anyway. So, wow. Because, you know, that situation in New York City was not good. Yeah. You know, number one, with my health conditions, like really. Grateful that I was not in New York at that time. Right, that's incredible. Um, just led by the divine to not be there and and just and rest. Yeah. And so, kind of after each surgery, let's say like I got gifts. So, kind of after the first one, it was just like this feeling of universal love and and oneness and unity, consciousness, and then. The second one is kind of like, that's when the plants started talking. And then I was also struck by lightning. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's kind of when the animals started talking. And then like by the last surgery, that's when just kind of shamanic journeying started happening. Clearly it was like the universe, you know, Divine just has other plans for me right, yeah. besides working corporate and using my background in environmental science as a scientist and my spirituality to help people garden and come very soulful environmental stewards of the earth.
0: Mm, that is so beautiful. It's just so beautiful the way that you know, it, it just has to keep pushing itself on you, you know, when you are supposed to be a a steward, you know, and serving in a way that you were, that you are now. And the journey that it's taken you to get here is just like, wow. And you finally surrendered into, into the divine and into these gifts. And it's just so beautiful to, to witness you stepping into that because that is definitely, your, your mission and your purpose in this lifetime. So, so you, all right. So back up, you were struck by lightning yes. and now you can talk to animals. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, well,
1: my, I had moved to Charleston. So I was in an apartment at the time. I don't even know why I was, and maybe I was out with the dog. I, I don't even quite remember what happened, but that lightning was like two feet for me. So It was not like a direct, like I had no entrance hole, but it was like, my whole being was electrified, stick your hand in a light socket, like times a gazillion. Like it was just, everything was like vibrating is all I can say. Like all my hairs were standing on end. My, everything was vibrating. My brain was vibrating. And of course I went back to work. Um, (laughs) And so (laughs) it was just um you know on group chat like well I was just struck by lightning so um I need to just go like lay down I'll be back you know tomorrow because that's just how I operated in corporate like right you know like I came home from brain surgery and I answered questions to my boss and like clients were calling yeah like well I was one day uh, hours hours home from
0: the hospital oh my goodness so you literally, you had to be shaken. Like it's like you really were not getting it. Like you literally were like, you have to change. Yeah. So they're like, no, you have to
1: change. No, really. You have to change. That's No, you really, yeah, really.
0: So, okay. So you said that you feel like you connect with, um, mother nature and the bees? Like, how do you, I love that you described yourself as a a fairy, fairy energy, because I, I have personally experienced fairy energy. Like I, I, when I'm in experiences and channeling often, I will connect to those higher dimensional frequencies of fairy energy. And Um, it, there's, it's so playful, so joyful, so happy, so silly. I mean, they have a real purpose, like, like fairies really are real. I mean, it sounds so crazy to say that, but they're so real. And I just love that you connect with that energy. And, and so what has your journey been like to be able to, um, to embody that and, and to just realize, you know what, this is, this is who I am and what my gifts are, because I know it's really hard to transition from corporate life into, you know, describing yourself as a very mystical woman that can, you know, that is a steward of mother nature.
1: The journey with the like the with
0: the Fae,
1: I have give I have given a class called Into the Fae Realms
0: where I talk I do talk about that
1: and that actually is in the membership portal. And that kind of started like when I was gardening, things would like like be missing, like my phone would be pickpocketed, tools would be missing, uh, the gate would open for the dogs and the dogs would be like you know running out and. I was like oh yeah they're trying like to connect with me and so i did connect with them there are many types of a of fairies there are like really like the joyful playful garden fairies um but there are also like very serious like i say well like they're dryads like they are guardians of trees and they're not playful they're very serious okay um, there yeah. are there are Fae that are not to be trifled with. Uh-huh. Going through this journey of, like, past lives and they go into the Akashic records, I found, like, I don't have many, much Akashic records at all. That's because my, most of my records are either Fae records, the telluric records, or Galactic records. Then I just found it, like, really easy. Like, once I accepted that my... My background, like, I never really felt human to begin with. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like I said, like, when I was little, I was, like, really into nature. And then it just coming into, like, well, I am Mother Nature. I am, I am a guardian yes. for Mother Nature. I have always been. And now it's just my purpose in this human lifetime, like, because we're at a tipping point. Right. So I, right. you know, 59% of the, you know, Mexican monarch population decline just that's this, this year. That's this is not cumulatively. What, what was the percentage? Say that again. 59.3% of the overwintering uh, Mexican population. So monarchs, um, they migrate to basically Three areas. There's a place in California, there's an overwintering area in Mexico, and then there are overwintering areas um, in Florida and the Caribbean that are not so much discussed at length in the literature, but those of us who, like, kind of live in these areas, we know. Yeah. When they get to Mexico, it takes them, like, seven generations to, like, get back up into Canada. So they're, like, they're breeding and then the next generation like flies up and then they breed and then the next generation flies up and then they breed. So it's like there there has got to be milkweed for them and nectar plants all throughout North America and Canada. And due to use of pesticides, um, climate change, drought, people having yards where they're not nectar flowers. And so there's no habitat.
0: Yeah, oh my god.
1: With the mass use of of pesticides and herbicides to kill indiscriminately all insects and um all of their host plants.
0: Oh, this is such disheartening and infuriating information. You know, like these statistics are staggering and But at the same time, like it's motivating because it's like, okay, well, if, if this is happening, how can we do our part, you know, and that's where you come into play. That's where you are here to, to show us and to teach us how we can create our own sacred garden and, um, and, and help, help mother earth and help our, our world to sustain, the songbirds and the bees and the honey and all that stuff. Like, it's just so important that we do our part because we can only control what we can control, right?
1: Yeah. And it, you know, with, with bees and not even like honeybees, you know, I am a beekeeper and honeybees, like are essentially they're uh, an agriculture species. Mm -hmm. so i mean we do want to save honeybees of course but even more in peril are uh the the bumblebees and the native bees and those are the ones that are like really good at pollinating food honeybees they're like they're machines like they are built to like go in get the nectar get the pollen and get out or something like a bumblebee like they're really fluffy they're like kind of clumsy, they go in and they just like move the pollen all over with their like fluffiness <laughs> and you know, then they move on to the next flower and they, they you know, just get pollen dust all everywhere and that's what's really, that's pollen your food. Yeah. So without bees, then like, you know, we don't have food. So there are two keystone species that yeah, I focus on are bees and butterflies because that's kind of where everything stems from those two, everything stems from those two species, like the survival of the planet.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that makes perfect sense. And I just think this conversation is so important because we're not talking about this stuff, you know, like we, we need to be understanding more of the statistics and Understand the the power that we have and the impact that we can have on an individual level because you know in the in the micro is the macro right like is that right the or did I get that backwards anyway, um so we got to start small so that we can make the larger impact and I feel like that's just really truly what we're being called right now is to each of us individually to do our part to help humanity, you know, and, and help save mother earth because I, I connect very strongly with mother earth. Like I, I feel her energy rising. I feel her energy rising through me and through my clients. And she speaks through me, um, in her, in her pain and also in her power, you know, like I, I will hear messages of her, um, despair but at the same time she's so angry about it that that anger is is fueling the her energy and the fire of each one of us and so that energy you know like if we can each connect to that fire that yes like we we can make a change each one of us can make a change then we're creating change right but it takes us allowing ourselves to feel that energy to remember our power, but to let it be felt through mother earth, you know, let her energy rise up through our feet and inspire us and teach us and help us to remember the, the essence of our humanness. Like we are humans on this earth. We're not humans anywhere else. We're humans here. And it is, and and we're all,
1: all things are interconnected. Yes, all, we are just part of the web of life. Like, sorry, humans, like you're not special.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would love to talk about Um, you have a, a new course or membership offer that as I was reading it, I was like, yes, yes, yes. This is what I personally need in my life. Um, so I definitely like, I've already joined and I'm so excited, excited. I know I am too. So, um, I'm really excited because I live, I live in the suburbs. Like I have homes all around me. Um, I have businesses all around, you know, like I, I don't have a lot of land, but I have enough land that I could have a little plot of something that could help contribute, to something that I don't even know what I know. I'm just feeling called to be in your group and to learn more from you and how I could make an impact even in my little small plot of my yard. Um, And so I think that this is exciting because I walk around and I'm like, I would love to be able to Plant, you know, and grow my own strawberries and my own herbs, but I have no idea how to do that. And I, you know, sure, I could go down a TikTok, you know, hole and probably try to figure out, but I want somebody to be able to specifically. Help me look at my land, look at my, you know, and be like, okay. well, you live in this region, then you can plant this and you can grow this and use this soil and nurture it this way. And and this is when you plant it. And this is how, you know, so just to really be in a group of people that are passionate about connecting deeper to to nature. I mean, essentially, that's all we're doing is we're connecting deeper to nature.
1: Yeah, we're connecting deeper to nature and, and also nourishing our bodies. So that was another big thing in my healing journey, is that my diet has to be on point, I need to eat organic food, I can no longer eat store bought tomatoes, things that are like they're shipped from so far away. So it's like, there's like, you know, health for our body. There's just reducing our carbon footprint by actually just growing food. That's not like being shipped from halfway around the world. And then there's also the part of actually working with mother nature um, and establishing your, an ecosystem in your
0: garden. And then that ecosystem being your sacred place. Yes. I love that creating an ecosystem in your own garden. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. that can look like uh a,
1: like a cottage garden or it can look like a food garden, it can look like an herb garden. There's many ways that this can like that that can play out. It's like this is like your enchanted dream garden. Yeah. So that's my mission to like whatever it is is your dream, just, you know, in sharing that you're co-creating with mother nature. that we are we are helping her and helping ourselves and helping humanity at the same time yeah yeah and it doesn't take a lot so I have a client who she lives in an apartment and she has just like a balcony and so we just set her up with I think we had three one by two kind of containers that set over the balcony. So she literally didn't have to like drill any holes or truck soil in or and nothing. Just got some bags of soil from Home Depot, set her up with some herbs and some host plants and um, some native nectar plants. She had bees within the hour and within four days she had hummingbirds there. Oh, on her balcony.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And, and it was like, I think nine plants total. Oh, that is so. It great. Was like, yeah. And the impact that one little balcony is providing, you know, because those those birds and bees and are gonna go, you know, spread their, you know, do their work, you know, after they leave that balcony. You know, it's not just about that one balcony. I mean, because she's getting served, but then she's also serving. The birds and the bees and the butterflies so that they can go and do their their work exactly, but it does it doesn't take
1: much. People yeah. are like, well, I don't have a yard. Well, do you like, do you have some sun? Right. Um, as long as you have like a little sun and a, a, a porch or a balcony, um, like you know, in New York City, I was not allowed to. I didn't. I didn't have the outdoor space. But even I'll tell you, my neighbor across the way illegally. Um, She is Romanian and my best friend, she passed away of breast cancer, but um, so lovely. And she's taught me like how to be like kind of a resilient farmer Mm -hmm. or a resilient gardener. So she even lived on the shady side of the building and she drilled in one of these like you know, one-by-two-foot window boxes. She drilled it into the, like, brick of the, of our co-op building. And she grew dill, parsley, basil, and a, and a few other herbs. And so she always had, like, some fresh herbs from, like, from her garden Um, in the middle of Queens, New York. And, you know, she kept it as long as she could, kind of with she had like chopsticks, and then she covered it with uh some clear plastic. So she made kind of like a little greenhouse until it was like too much snow and it was like kind of the end of the season for them. But yeah, for I'd say a good like, you know, six months, eight months out of the year, she had her own herbs oh. in Queens. Yeah. In the shade, you know, on the
0: you know third story of a co-op building so right. oh that's so yeah, it can be done exactly be exactly done. um so, and i have, i've always you know been garden curious i guess you know about growing my own herbs and i've just never considered myself having a green thumb and you know my mom always makes fun of me because i've pretty much kill everything that I try to grow. And any time I do anything successful, everybody's like, oh, wow, this one didn't die. Congratulations. And, but I'm really trying to get better. The older I get, the more I'm just, I'm, it means a lot to me to, to learn how to provide in this way for myself and my family. And, and just the, the enjoyment of being able to eat and enjoy your own foods and then even grow certain flowers and plants that, that are enjoyable for me to look at. And it's like one of those things, like stop and smell the roses, right? Like, like to really just grow things within your, your yard that, that, that bring you joy, you know, that you can oh. be proud of and enjoy. And that is something that I go to other people's yards and gardens and I'm like, you know, that are beautiful and well-kept. And I'm just like, Oh, like I wish I could do that. And then I'm just with you. I don't know. I'm just realizing that maybe I actually can do that. You can absolutely do it. Like We're as
1: humans, like we're, we're actually meant to garden. The vitamin D that we get from being outside garden, touching soil raises our serotonin level. We're meant to garden, we're built to garden.
0: Yeah. And so on that note, each one of us are like, it's in us. It is our innate way of being and providing and, and co-creating with mother earth. And and uh, the- I mean it's in our DNA. It's deep in our bones. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. That's so inspiring. So what else are you like super passionate about help making people, not making, but helping people to understand what is happening right now in in Mother Earth and with Mother Nature and with planting and gardening and with the like what is what is just something that you're just like really passionate about sharing right now? Just like this is so important. We have to do like what is your purpose and your mission like right here, right now? I mean I, I mean I think kind of we just talked about it, just saving the
1: birds and the bees and flowers and trees, because every day I'm looking around, particularly here in Charleston, and just seeing like, just mass deforestation and build, build, build. And they're not, you know, there's no replacing 500 year oaks Oh um, so heartbreaking. Yard chemicals and the water and the resources that go into having a yard kind of don't mow our yard. We actually just got rid of our whole front yard and we have now an electronic mower and we just mow like a little area for the dogs. All of the resources that go into keeping a yard, you know, 50 years ago, like having a gar- having a garden where you grow at least some of your own food was was normal. Right. My mission is really, yeah, just it's kind of a counterculture mission now is to plant native plants and to grow your own food and to do it in organic matter where you include you you're you are making habitat and, and and creating an ecosystem in your space rather than
0: it was essentially like a food desert for, for wildlife. So beautiful. So inspiring. Well, I would love for you to tell us and the listeners a little bit more about your membership that you have offering that you've been in a, in a launch, right. You know, like member founders, members pricing that has been, you know, you've been offering this. And so I know it actually just ended, but you have offered to extend the offer to the listeners for a little bit. So I would love for you to tell people a little bit more about your, your membership and how, what that is like.
1: Yeah. So I'm so excited about
0: the membership.
1: We have a global community of really magical people, literally people from New Zealand, from Curacao, from UK, from the US, men, women of of all ages. And really, you know, the point is like everyone coming together in determination to create their own magical gardens, whatever that would be. So one of my friends calls me Professor Garlic because I'm like, like a magical herb- you know, herbology professor, like from Harry Potter world. So there's an element of science, and then there's just an element of nature magic and fairy magic. And then there's also an element of um, you know, I call it folk lit- wisdom from my Slavic and Celtic backgrounds. That um is also included. It's kind of um not, like going back to like some like slow living, anti-hustle culture. You know, kind of not not doing what like the world tells us to do. I really I I don't really even watch the news at all because I I'm not pulled into I don't want to be pulled into that world anymore. And the more that I pull out and distance myself from that world of like the news and, um, you know, like sensationalism and hustle culture, the more that I slow down, the more creativity I have and the more energy I have to serve people and serve the planet. So a little bit, um, about the membership is like we have a course library card called the fairy portal. And in there we have, um, we do have like meditations, um, prayers and rituals. We have clearing statements for everyone who thinks that they have like a non-green psalm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do energetic work. We do um, well plant Reiki and um, environmental stewardship is, you know, one of the course offerings and just, you know, just basic gardening techniques, soil health. Um, and then we'll be moving into like, you know, planting schedules and native species. We'll be talking about monarchs for sure. And all butterflies. And
0: yeah, it's
1: just, it's exciting. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm excited to be a part of it and to learn from you and to create more of a, um, sacred garden space for, for me and my home, because I, I, you know, we spend a lot of time at home and, and to be able to enjoy your surroundings and, and create beautiful things and beautiful smelling things around you and like visually and aesthetically pleasing um, opportunities, you know, to, to create that around you that you created. I just think is so, so powerful for us to, to connect back to that, um, that power within, because like you yeah, said, it's in, it's within each one of us. So I guess that's like the main mission right of of you and your what you're here is to help people remember um how to connect with mother nature and that and that we are meant to be doing this on our own and and to to be providing for ourselves and therefore providing for mother nature as well and the birds and the bees and the butterflies and everything of how it's all connected. So I just, I, I'm excited to do, to be here with you on this journey and to learn more from you. So I just thank you for your time and, and for stepping into your, your purpose in this lifetime, even though it it was a, a long road and journey to get here, you are here and you are serving it up as you should. Oh, Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a
1: pleasure and so exciting. And how this happened just so organically, like kind of out of the blue. And totally. Just like yeah. the past,
0: past week. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So everything in divine timing, that's one of my favorite expressions. So are you accepting um, new members like once the, it starts? Like, is this an ongoing enrollment throughout the year or is it when you're in, you're in and then that's it?
1: Uh, I have um, there are two options. The first option is the annual membership mm-hmm. and that's um, 222. Mm-hmm. And I'm still offering buy one, bring a friend.
0: Yeah, which is that. so that's an incredible one. offer. Thank you for doing that. Um,
1: so yeah, that works out. To, um, I mean, it's like a significant discount. If, if you yeah. split it between two people and 12 months, it's like um, yeah. around $9, which is like I said, like I think in one of my posts, it's, it's like less than that like gross bag salad that you're going to get at the grocery yeah. store. And then there's a monthly option For those who who don't want to, you know, choose the annual. And that is $24 a month for like 2024. I do have a three-month commitment on monthly memberships. So basically it's a seasonal commitment just because the way that the curriculum is structured and and how people are going to really see results, like it's if they stick with it for at least a season. Okay.
0: so, people that are listening to this maybe a month from now, will they still be able to come into your community, or is so if it they,
1: if they listen if they listen to this from a month from now, um, I think the next enrollment is going to be in April. Okay. Um, but the price will be higher in right. April. Like okay. the founding,
0: this founding launch is like a deal. The, get the get deal. it while it's hot. So if you're listening to this in real time, then go ahead and sign up because we start next week. And then if you're listening to this later, just be on the lookout, um, sign up for her newsletter, and then you can enroll again. You can be on the wait list. Yeah. And yeah, next- okay, well, yeah, that's for April. Okay. Well, that's for April. That sounds perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today and your knowledge and your wisdom. And I'm just so appreciative to you for um, offering this up for all of us to learn from you. So thank you. I am so grateful you played in the cosmos with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a review so other open-minded souls can come along this quantum healing journey too. I am most active over on Instagram. So come find me at Vampiro and say hello. Talk to you soon.